Welcome to another episode of the Big Appel Collective with Caveman and Seppo. Today we'll be previewing week 17, the final week of the NFL regular season. We're here to show you all the best bets to make and the stats and numbers to back these up. As always, we're sponsored Black, Black Swan Bets. Get onto BlackSwanBets.com for all your tipping needs across a variety of sports. Black Swan Bets Smart Stake takes all the hassle out of betting giving an algorithmic approach for you to expand your wallet. Our first game of the late window today, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are getting three and a half points. We have a total of 40 and a half. No Jared Goff, no Cooper Cup, no Daryl Henderson, and probably no Cam Akers. I still like the Rams though, some reason. I don't really know why. I don't think I'm going to bet on this game. I do like the under. I don't love it. 40 and a half is quite low. Almost any game is going to be 42 and above these days. So just going to be probably a fade other than a few player props that I like later on. Murray being hurt as well is a huge thing in this one. Hopkins has been hurt. So so many injuries and variables to consider. But there are still some player props in this one that I actually think are value. So not a complete fade just for me on the spread and that tote. So there are still ways that the Rams can get knocked out of the playoffs. You know, if the Cardinals win, I think there's another game that has to go the way as well and the Rams get knocked out. Uh, Obviously, for the Cardinals to make the playoffs, they need to beat the Rams, and they need to have Chicago lose to Green Bay. It just seems a wee bit suspect, especially when a month and a half ago, you would have thought for sure both of these teams were going to be playing in January. Kyler Murray is probable. He has been upgraded but he is banged up. He is not going to be playing at 100% at all. DeAndre Hopkins is banged up. I like the under, if anything, on this game, to be honest. I know 40 and a half is low, but with the defense that the Rams have, a banged up Kyler Murray and a banged up DeAndre Hopkins aren't going to be able to do much. And we've seen all season, if that connection isn't working, the Cardinals' offense just falls to pieces. I haven't done a lot of research on John Wolford, but I don't expect this guy to be that great. He didn't look horrific. I mean, not much size, not much arm strength. He had to run into some of his deep passes, but has a bit of touch. He can at least do all of the golf things of, rolling out, throwing on the move, etc., having some touch. Their deep shots are not going to be there at all. This is going to be short and conservative. With their offense, with their running game, them probably going more too tight end with Cup being out, they're not going to have too much on the outside advantage. Woods, I don't know if I like the matchup this week. It might be some random other guys. But my picks, I do have Rams plus three under 40 and a half. I would like it plus four instead. So 
probably like the under more than any of the spread. Cardinals just so inconsistent on offense. Do nothing with no Hopkins. It's going to be an ugly game. I think if you just wait until game time on this, if you're looking for plus four, plus four and a half, by the time we get to game time on this one with Kyler Murray guaranteed to play when he gets names, he is definitely playing and Hopkins is definitely playing, you probably will start seeing fours, four and a halves on the board. So if you're looking for that number, just wait until game time because I think you definitely will get that. Yeah, it's not going the other way. It's not going to go two oh, and no. a half. <laughs> it's, it's not. I just like it because the Rams defense is still the Rams defense. All the other variables have changed here and there. Cardinals defense is not elite, but that Rams defense can be elite and just shut this Cardinals team down completely if Hopkins is not firing. That's the best defense in the league. Plain and simple. It is the best defense in the NFL. And if the Rams make it through to the playoffs, they get through whether they win this game or they lose and get a bit of luck. Whoever they play in the first round, which I think it would either be Seattle or the Saints, it's going to be a tough, tough matchup. It'll be completely defensively dominated. If it's Seattle, I think the Rams win. And if it's the Saints, it is the absolute game of the wildcard weekend. That's a really rough matchup for the Saints as well. Saints are the better team, but you don't want to be going up against that much high-end talent when it's your high-end talent matched up across it that you really need to succeed. Stars versus stars. I really like defensive stars over offensive stars usually in the playoffs. And the Rams can win away. They don't really have ever a home field advantage so far. So that would be an interesting matchup. It's just whether they get there and whether golf can actually play and in that next matchup as well. Cup being out is a big thing. You better hope that's not a multiple-week thing because if Cup's out long-term, that's a really, really bad thing for this offense. So player props in this one, I like DeAndre Hopkins under 78.5 receiving yards. Him being banged up, Kyler being banged up, and being tailed by Jalen Ramsey the entire game, that's just a terrible matchup. We said this last week with DK Metcalf when he had a number up around 73.5, 74.5 receiving yards. You cannot have a number that high when you know you're going to be followed by Jalen Ramsey the entire game. If a banged up Kyler Murray is throwing to a banged up DeAndre Hopkins and Jalen Ramsey is on him the entire game, there is guaranteed one interception at least right there. So I definitely like the under on D-Hop this week. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good bet. Christian Kirk, don't really know. The Cardinals whole offense with Murray being banged up, I'm probably going to stay away from the rest of them. That running game hasn't been on point, and then running against the Rams defense isn't very good either. Donald get in the backfield anytime. They have some solid pieces elsewhere throughout the defense. For the Rams, I like Higby. I believe right now he's 23, 24 and a half. They should go a few more two tight end cents with no cup. 
Woods probably going to just stay away from as he's probably going to get double covered, leading to more Everett, more him, uh, Higby, as I said before. The guy I do like, and I've been on him a bunch this season, especially lately, because his numbers dropped down to about, I think I was on over 26 and a half receiving yards last week, and that is Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds is that solid second option with no cup there. He gets a lot of targets. He gets a lot of receptions. I had a huge Rams multi last week centered around him and Daryl Henderson rushing yards and a bunch of other things to come in. And it all went great. The DK Metcalf under, the game under, and I think there was another one in it too. It was a really nice SGM. But Josh Reynolds over, and it's not going to be high. I can't see it being any higher than 35 to 38. So you can definitely get on that. The other one I like is if Cam Akers is indeed out. And to be honest, they shouldn't play him, even if he is 50-50, even if he's 80-20, you rest him. Let him sit back, get him ready for the playoffs. Malcolm Brown over receptions, rushing yards, and touchdowns. He will be the three-down back workhorse. I agree. It's just Malcolm Brown is not very good, so he could still go under those being a workhorse. Not too much against this defense. I'm not too worried about. It's just that he's not very talented. Our next game on the late window, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. It's going to be warmer in Denver this week than it's going to be in Las Vegas, so that's good news for Derek Carr and the boys. Too bad it's not going to be a good result for them anyway. We're sitting at Broncos plus two and a half, a total of 50.5, and I think this is the game where the Raiders just roll over and accept defeat early. There's no way I can see this Raiders team coming out and putting in a solid effort. I think they just go in, want to get out, want to get the season over, get some draft picks to fix that defense. They're not going to get anyone in free agency. No one wants to play for that team. It's just bad for them. Derek Carr, I can see only playing the first half of this game at most. I think Marcus Mariota comes in to play the second half. It's just not going to be a good one to watch on the Raiders' side. For the Broncos, Drew Locke has been putting a few games back-to-back over the last few weeks, and he needs to put one more effort in just to ensure that Elway doesn't go out and draft his replacement. I do think Drew Locke is a decent enough quarterback. He's not going to be great. But he has potential to have a solid career ahead of him. Broncos should get the job done in this one. Player props I like. Jerry Judy was a great target for Drew Locke last week. And I expect him to go back to that well over three and a half receptions for Judy. Philip Lindsay is going to be out. So Melvin Gordon will be the number one running back. He'll be the only guy apart from Royce Freeman on the roster. So over 74.5 rush yards for Melvin Gordon looks good. I like Drew Locke to go over his passing yards sitting at about 225. No offense, always good for a few receptions. 
And I don't mind Derek Carr under 250 passing yards this week. Just because, as I was saying, I do expect Marcus Mariota to come into the game at some point. Our next game up, we have the Seahawks at the 49ers. This is going to be an interesting one. The season is over for the 49ers. The Seahawks have a slight chance of getting that number one seed if they can get the win here and the Packers fail against the Bears. So the Seahawks are still going to want to play all the starters to begin this game. They'll be doing a lot of scoreboard watching. If the Packers are up early, then those starters will get dropped. Seattle's defense has been looking really good over the last few weeks. I've been really happy with what they've been doing. In fact, it's been pushing them up and up and up in my playoff standings. CJ Beathard will be the quarterback for the 49ers. He is 2-14 and 14 as a starter, and it looks like he'll probably be going to 2-15 and 15 if the Bears-Packers game stays close and the Seahawks do elect to keep their starters in the game. Apart from that, there's not too much going on in this one. Jeff Wilson should continue to get a few more carries for the 49ers. He's looked really good in their backfield and should be the number one guy next season. David Moore is a guy I like for the Seahawks this week. Whether the starters stay in or not, I think David Moore is going to be the guy that continues to get the most amount of reps in this Seahawks offense. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf should be put on ice for the majority of the game. Next up, we have the Chargers at the Chiefs. This is my fade game of the week. We have a potential of snow coming into this one. The Chiefs are plus three and a half points. We have a total of 43 and a half. It's just going to be an ugly game, I think, here. The Chiefs will be resting Patrick Mahomes, most probably Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and the boys don't play a lot more after the first quarter. It's just not going to be a good game for them. The Chargers are going to want to come out and do absolutely everything they possibly can to get a win here. I can see Anthony Lynn trying to coach his ass off so that he can maintain some type of career going forward. I think he will definitely be fired after this game. It's just whether he will ever get another head coaching gig or even an offensive coordinating gig. I really think it's done for Anthony Lynn. He's going to be a running backs coach at best for the remainder of his career. Chad Henney is going to be the starting quarterback for the Chiefs. Now, Chad Henney is not terrible. He's just unfortunate that everywhere he's gone, he's ended up as that backup and the starter has remained healthy for a good portion of the time. Henney would be maybe a top six or seven backup quarterback in the league. So it's definitely not the worst to have him there. And it's really good to get him a game just in case something does happen to Mahomes heading into the playoffs, or with the luck the Chiefs have, he probably becomes a close contact on COVID. The Chiefs do have a bye next week as well, 
So when it comes to the defense, they don't have to rest all of their guys, but I would say they'll all all the starters will be on snap counts. There's not a lot of player props that have been released just because the bookies don't want to give too much away knowing Henny's going to be the starter and they don't know how much the other offensive starters will be playing for. The Chiefs, McCall Hardman, let's just go back to the well one more time. Hardman should stay in as that number four guy. I would think he'd be one of Henny's favorite targets coming out of the slot. Generally, backup quarterbacks love going for their slot guy. For the Chargers, Keenan Allen should be sitting out again. I'm not a big fan of Mike Williams this week. I'd be looking more towards Johnson and Guyton to get the yards on the outside. And Austin Eckler, he hasn't been great on the ground, but he's still been racking up the yards through the air. Our next game we have the Saints at the Panthers and this game is turning into a hard pass. If anything get on the Panthers I was very tempted at the plus six and a half. You will not find that number anymore. The Panthers running game is looking bad but it's not going to be as bad as the Saints. The Saints will not have a running back this week. Alvin Kamara has tested positive for COVID and the rest of the running back group have all been deemed close contacts. So we don't really know who's going to be running the ball for the Saints. It will probably be some combination of Taysom Hill and their fullback. So it does not sound good for the Saints running game this week. The Panthers have been playing really well to the final whistle for Matt Rule. When a team has a coach that they really, really like, like the Panthers do, they really go in and want to give them everything, even though the season is over for them. Now, the Saints will be scoreboard watching for a lot of this game. It's going to be a lot harder now for them to win it, but if the Packers lose and the Seahawks lose it ends up being a three-way tie at the top and the Saints do win that tiebreaker to get the number one seed in the NFC but they are going to need a lot to go their way I don't think it's going to happen I think it's just a bit too much and especially with no run game now for the Saints it's going to be even harder Sean Payton should shut down a lot of his starters, I think Drew Brees is not going to play very much either, especially now that these running backs are out. They should just pack this game in and call it a bye week. Grass generally slows the Saints down, so I can't see them being that big offensive powerhouse they have been for a lot of the season. The 47.5 total looks a little high. That was last time I looked. All of this running back news has just been breaking. So the games are off the board. It'll be interesting to see what that total comes back out with after that. I like Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore as the receiving threats for the Panthers this week. Robbie Anderson has taken a wee bit of a back seat of late. Curtis Samuel has been the number one guy, but I think DJ Moore gets a good one this week. 
He tore up the Saints last time they played, and I think he can do it again. Our next game is the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. We are looking at a very cold game in Chicago. 10 mile per hour winds, chance of rain, possible snow, below freezing. It sounds like an Aaron Rodgers game to me. The Bears are currently 4.5 point favourites. A total of 50.5 is on the board. I really like the over in this game. The Bears offense has been scoring a lot of points lately. And the Packers are going to want to put as many points up on the first half as they can. So that they can get away with a win and try and clinch that number one seed. Not only is the number one seed in play in this game. But the Packers are going to want to try and win this. To also knock this out of the playoffs. The Bears can still get in with a loss if Arizona also loses. But I think it's going to be a tight game between the Cardinals and the Rams. And they're not going to want to be scoreboard watching for that. So the Bears are going to want to try and do everything they can to get this win. But when it comes to these divisional teams, you just can't see who's going to be the big team on the day. The Packers' last four losses in the playoffs have all been away games. So having home field advantage throughout the playoffs will be absolutely massive for them. Especially in January, having teams having to travel to the frozen tundra, especially teams like the Saints, who are generally indoor teams, the Bucks, who are down in Florida. These guys are not going to want to travel to Wisconsin to play a game in the snow. So having home field advantage for the Packers is absolutely crucial. Trubisky is 6-2 this season. He has been absolutely on fire over the last few weeks. And he's going to be throwing the ball a lot in this one. David Montgomery is a guy who has been incredible during this Bears run as well. I do think though that he gets a bit of a back seat in this one. Mainly in the running game. He should still be there or thereabouts for the passing game. But they're going to be throwing the ball a lot with Trubisky. Snacks Harrison has been joined up with the Packers defense. I don't think he brings a lot to it at this stage of his career. He probably only plays on about 20 to 25% of the snaps. And he's more of that rotational guy these days anyway. When we get into player props here... David Montgomery, as I was saying, I like him under 78.5 rushing yards, over 25.5 receiving yards. I think it's a through-the-air day for the Bears this week. I also love some Allen Robinson over. You're looking at about 6.5 receptions, and it'll be about 75.5 receiving yards. So getting some Allen Robinson over. This guy has been fantastic recently. For the Packers, Aaron Rodgers to go under 294.5 passing yards and under 36.5 pass attempts. If they do manage to get up early, they will definitely be playing the run game and trying to rest Rodgers as much as they can. 
Devontae Adams has been on an incredible run of scoring touchdowns in the first half of games. He got two last week, and I think he gets another one this week as well. So Devontae Adams for that first half touchdown looks a solid bet. And as a sneaky one, haven't quite seen a number yet, but get on some Mitchell Trubisky pass attempts over. I don't know if he's going to complete them, and I don't know if he's going to get the yards, but he's definitely going to throw the ball a lot. Anything up to 40 pass attempts on Mitchell Trubisky, you can definitely take an over on that. Next up, we have the Jaguars at the Colts. The season is over for the Jags. They have the number one pick in tow. Trevor Lawrence will be playing in Duval next year. But the Colts have everything to play for here. They have to win and get results to go their way to make the playoffs. It's going to be a tough ask, but they're going to do everything they can to be able to get that win and get in. They are at minus 14, which is a lot of points, and I'm very worried about the spread. The total is at 49.5, which again is a lot of points, and I'm a little worried about this total. But the Colts are going to score. Currently, the Colts are sitting at 16.5 points for their first half total, and I like the over in that. They're definitely going to want to get out fast, and get as many points on the board as quickly as possible, so hopefully they can coast later in the game. Jacksonville could end up being competitive in this game, especially towards the end. This is mainly because they're locked in for Trevor Lawrence, so you've got guys like Gleenan, and then Minshew, if he ends up playing at all, these guys are playing for jobs. Not only that, but everyone on this offense is either playing for a position next year or they're auditioning for another team to get a job somewhere else. So every single person on this offense is going to want to play their absolute heart out in this game. Because of this, it's why I'm saying you can't play the spread and I'm not a huge fan of the full game total either. Indy should look to ball out and go hard. Jonathan Taylor has really come onto his stride over the last month. And I can see Jonathan Taylor having another big day this week. You're looking at around 75 rush yards for Taylor. And that should be a nice wee over for him. With Taylor, wait until the total yards comes out because he also gets a lot of yards through the air. So getting some total yards on Jonathan Taylor should be a really good way to go as well. Zach Pascal's a guy who's been doing really well over the last few weeks, and I expect Zach Pascal to have another great game this week. His yardage total hasn't quite been released right now, but I can see him getting anywhere on the over if it is under 47. Our Sunday night football game this week is Washington at the Eagles. It is a win and in situation for the football team. Alex Smith is likely to come back. You've currently got the Eagles plus one and a half 
a total of 43 and a half. I cannot see a lot of points getting scored in this game. The way both these teams play is not conducive to scoring a lot of points. So the under looks the way to go on this one. You've also got a 90% chance of rain sitting just above freezing temperatures and 8 mile per hour winds. Alex Smith, they're saying he's practicing, but they're not giving him a designation for the game. He is still questionable. If Smith plays, Washington has a chance in this game. If it's Heineke, this game is a complete stay away because he is a absolute coin flip. This guy could come out and play great like he played last week when Haskins got benched or he could come out and play absolutely dreadful. Jalen Hurts for the Eagles is playing for a starting job next season. There is going to be a battle in training camp with Carson Wentz and that's simply because of the money that they have to pay him. They can't just call Hurts the starter for next year without giving Wentz a shot to at least earn the job. In all honesty, with the way that Eagles season's gone and where they're sitting in the standings, the owner's management probably wants a loss in this one so they can get a decent pick next season. The players aren't going to like that and they're not going to be worrying about that one. They're still going to want to play until the final whistle. And if they can try and stop Washington from getting into the playoffs, then they'll do everything they can to make that happen. I see this being a very close game. So if you're into teaser plays and you can tease one of these teams up over a touchdown... I'd get on that because I can't see this game being separated by any more than a touchdown. Jalen Hurts versus the Washington defense is going to be a great battle to watch. This Washington defense has been outstanding this season and Jalen Hurts absolutely meets his match up against Chase Young and the boys. There's not a lot of player props I would like to get into on this one. With the uncertainty of what's happening at quarterback, you don't really want to go for the J.D. McKissick or Antonio Gibson props just in case it ends up being Heineke and they don't pass the ball to, to them. I don't really want any part of the Eagles receiving or running props either. Mel Sanders has a very tough matchup against Washington. The Washington pass coverage has been insane all year. And their best receiver on the Eagles, Deshaun Jackson, got one target last week. One target he took for an 81-yard touchdown, but one target was all they could afford him. That does it for another episode of the Bigger Pal Collective. Thank you for listening to Week 17, the final week of the regular season. We are, of course, brought to you in association with Black Swan Bets. Get on to BlackSwanBets.com to take advantage of all their great tips and offers. Right now, they are having a great run on these same-game multis in the NBA. Make sure to check out the same-game multi-telegram page. Sign up with code BIGAPEL, that's B-I-G-A-P-P-E-L, all capitals, and enjoy $15 off 
on your first purchase. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our Facebook page so we can continue to bring you more amazing videos.